0: bombshell testimony in the double murder trial of Alec Murdoch, a close family friend testifying he's positive that he can hear Alec's voice in the background
1: of a video taken by his son just minutes before he and his mother were killed. Eva Pilgrim has been covering the story and is here with details. Good morning to you, Eva. Good morning, Juju. It was an explosive day in court. A cell phone expert testifying that Alec Murdoch's call logs from the day leading up to the murders were missing, saying it appears Murdoch deleted the data, and that was just the beginning. Of the bombshell moments. Um, Alibi blown. Weekend. Get back. Get back. This 58 second video from Alex Murdoch's own son directly contradicting his story. The state saying yes, it places he, the defendant at the murder scene minutes before his wife and son were killed. Reason. In the video, you can see his son Paul going into get a pen on the family's property to check on a friend's dog. In the background, you hear other voices.
2: Hey, he's got a bird in his mouth. Hey a guinea. This
3: is a chicken.
2: Come here, Bubba. Come here, Cash.
1: Come here, Bubba. Cash, quick. Murdoch claimed he didn't go to the family's kennels that night until he found his wife and son's bodies. He appeared emotional in court as the video was played. Close family friend Rogan Gibson, who was supposed to receive that video showing his injured dog, telling prosecutors he heard Alec in the footage.
0: And what voices did you hear? Paul's, Ms. Maggie, Miss Taylor. And how sure are you now? Positive. 100%? That's correct.
1: Snapchat video Paul sent that evening also played for the first time in court, showing Alec and Paul on the property around 7 p.m. <laughs> Better than it was, ain't eh? Alec, seen in different clothing than what he was wearing when law enforcement arrived after the murders. And that speaks to someone who may potentially have changed clothes because it was
0: implicating them in some way, some sort of knowledge that the police would see something, get something
1: out of the clothing. His familiarity with the law would also give him that information, so I think that that was a real blow to the defense. But Murdoch's team painting a portrait of a happy family. Happy
2: birthday to All right.
1: Playing this newly revealed video of Alex's birthday celebration just weeks before, Paul seen bringing him a cake.
2: Thank y'all so much. Thank you, baby.
0: How would you describe Paul's relationship with his father? Um, It was an awesome relationship. And what do you mean by awesome? Um, It just kind of seemed like Paul was the apple of his eye. And um, from your observation, you tell the jury what what you observed of Alex's relationship with um, Maggie.
3: Um, I thought they had an awesome relationship as well, from everything that I could see.
0: Can you think of any circumstance that you can envision, knowing them as you do, where Alec would brutally murder Paul and Maggie? Not that I can think of.
1: And in the final moments, of course, some more fireworks. The state introducing a possible motive, grilling a witness on if he knew Alec Murdoch was confronted on the day of the murders about missing fees from his law firm. The defense objecting this morning, there will be a hearing to determine if the evidence in his alleged financial crimes can be admitted in this trial. Guys.
4: Now, before we do our introductions, I think it's only fitting that. Oh, no. What? What? What do you mean? It's always. What? What do you mean? Oh no! I think it's fitting for it's me so to. start. Always...
5: mom, mom, blah blah blah, mom, blah. It's always you. Always start that way. Actually, I don't want no. i to
0: open up a discussion. What discussion? Go
5: ahead.
4: Go ahead, sister. No, it's dad jokes. Go ahead, daughter. My oh. new dad jokes, obviously. you so, then? Okay. Okay.
5: What you're just. Dis... No, not obviously. It's always been mom jokes. No, I
4: did dad jokes when we did the last Zoom, so I'm going to do dad jokes. Okay, are y'all ready? Yeah. Okay. Singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap opera. (laughs) Best friend back there laughing. Thank you, best friend. (laughs)
0: And she's got earphones
4: in. She laughs at everything. (laughs) (laughs) What? What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies. Surprise. No supplies. Surprise. No supplies. Y'all are ruining my joke. It's supplies.
5: Place,
4: all right. Here One you. more, yeah. Try
5: it again. you crying over here.
4: One more. Um, how does the moon cut its hair? Eclipse the moon it, cut his hair, eclipse it. <laughs> that was good, not good, mediocre. But I laughed. Okay, so we have a discussion before we start our case.
0: Yes, very quickly. I need to understand this whole calendar situation.
5: What calendar? Exactly. Exactly.
0: The calendar you won't use in your phone.
5: Well, because I have got to look here, and it has to be up here. I can't. Not go away. Because when it goes away after so long, I forget about it because I am not in the habit Of looking at my calendar. I put a few things in, you see. So my thought is, mother. Yes, daughter. You're
0: giving me anxiety. I need you to focus and listen, okay? So my thought is, instead of going to your daughters, hey, what date are we doing this? Hey, what date are we doing this? Hey, what date are we doing this? Hey, what what time is this? What time is this? You just go, Tink. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Here's my calendar. Let me look that up. I had a question about September.
5: Let's go to September, shall I? I can do that, but to be notified. And it's still not in. I will forget. What? Our trip. What do you mean notified? We're
0: not talking about notifying. I'm talking about putting stuff in your calendar.
5: Why do you have to be notified? I have it on my big calendar and my little personal one I write on.
0: Yes, you said that multiple times, but my point is, is like you could put it in here. That way, if you have questions, you can just go to this calendar because you have this with you at all times. And I
5: have my other calendar with me too, all the time.
0: You just said it was at home. Where is well, it? Yeah, Do you, you have it on
5: the counter? Do I need to look something up? I know the date of the trip. Twenty-fourth. No. Uh, y-o-u capital 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 is
0: exhausting you to literally me literally just said i keep it on me all." excuse me it's at
5: home with me all the time but that's not it's in my vehicle or it's at home
0: bull crap because you're always texting when you're in your vehicle asking about dates and times but that's because I can, i'm driving and can't look at the book no that's because you don't have your calendar which is at
5: home my calendar's always in the van Always. I brought it But in you just said it was at home. Friday.
4: And it is. I brought it in. Friday. And you said home it's always with stuff. you. It's not always with you. You can use technology. <laughs> How about both? How about not either or? But you write it down and then you have it in your phone as well.
0: Now, yes that's what my point was. And then so another one of her issues. Is that it's not up here, it goes away.
5: Like reminders for Dennis' birthdays. But I like to have the reminders a trip, I'll remember it's 24. So you like to
0: have the reminders.
5: Yeah, just how I does share. your
0: paper calendar remind
5: you? Because I leave it open on my seat and it has all my dates, everything I do. It's sort of like a diary in case something happens to me, you know, like we see on our shows, they can track me back because I write my little notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was she when she was murdered at this time of day?
0: Well, she was at the
5: house let's at look, her
0: daughters because she's
5: not. Let's look at the calendar and we can retract her steps and see if she put any notations of anything suspicious or used her calendar at
4: all. <laughs> I you know a lot of people still use a calendar. I'm all for that. I don't know what y'all, y'all are really choppy. We're gonna go ahead and get uh, into the the case, but I didn't know if there was any way Elena to fix it over there. I'm trying to see. You're choppy too when it's we talk to we you. Are. Yeah, I'm not. Are. Yeah, I'm not on my side. I I just don't know. I don't know what's happening. So I just switched the but video. It'll record that way, right?
0: She's not. She can't hear now because we're changing them.
5: So, was that discussion or you feel better now?
4: No. I think think you need to do both. It doesn't make any sense. All right. Are you guys on there? Our internet is stable. Okay.
0: We're good. Go ahead. All right. It just takes a minute to reconnect.
4: Okay. All right. Well, this is a bonus episode uh, of Outline of a Murder. I am Sherry. Please introduce yourselves for our podcast listeners. I'm mom. i mom.
0: You were done, right?
5: <laughs> when she said introduce yourself,
0: pause. There was no, pause. You
5: can't pause for one second.
0: No, you can't talk for one second with you.
5: There was no pause. Well,
0: <laughs> anyway. Oh, is there something else you want no,
5: to say? No, no. It I is. love you. Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> I'm Elena. Stop petting me like a dog. And by the way, I don't know what you guys have planned.
4: But I shouldn't be involved in that. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on. So the Murdoch case, um, we have wanted to do for quite a while. And uh, I'm excited to do it. I think that we're going to have some good insight of things that maybe people um, don't know about. But I also discovered new information as early as this morning. Um, Really? Yes. On a Snapchat from Paul Murdoch's phone uh, either before, after, or during the murder. So there's a lot of evidence against Alex Murdoch. Of course, you know, you have to do the whole stupid, you know, he's innocent until proven guilty. Um, but this case has one of the most, <laughs> has one of the most twist twisted and turning cases I've ever seen. So what did you say at the beginning? Because it cut out. What was it with his phone? There was a Snapchat either right before, during, or after the murder. So uh, interesting uh, stuff. Um, I've got some photos. None of them are uh, bloody or anything like that. So we should be good as far as viewer discretion. Um, But also, I wanted to give you guys an update. You know, we're about to record the local uh, cases uh, episodes in February. And I've been... Uh, researching the phantom killer i've been reading a book by a guy that actually grew up there and his dad was involved in the story and so he has some of the firsthand information he's also a journalist etc anyway they they know who did it it is not a mystery and so we'll be right huh really yeah so we'll be breaking down the case and, um, and I thought it was a guy as well. And, uh, so a lot of the, the stuff that's come out in this book is confirming my thoughts as well as the fact that they had to go about it, about him being taken off the streets in a very creative way. And so we'll get into all of that, but yeah, they caught the guy. He served time. Uh, he got out in 1994 and, um, I think he's dead at this point, but it's very interesting. So
5: he must be someone in politics are important for them to have
4: to do it. No, it was no one important. It was a petty criminal career criminal. Oh. Uh, okay, so I want to dive into, um, first, I want I want to go into Margaret and Paul Murdaugh's murder. Uh, They were discovered by the husband and the father, Alex Murdaugh, in the yard of one of their properties. Um, Now, at the time when this case broke, which by the way, I'm of course following the Brian Koberger case. I'm also following the Walsh case of the wife that went missing. You know, immediately it's like, oh, the husband did it. And of course they found all the evidence that he did. Um, That's not always the case, but I probably wouldn't be good on juries because I'd be like, you're guilty. Yeah, I wouldn't want you on my jury. But but. when the Alex Murdoch case broke, it broke actually on Fox News. And we get the first report. I don't know if you guys remember, but the first report was um, that Maggie and Paul Murdoch were found dead by Alex Murdoch, the father, on one of their estates. And... um, and then after that, and so, you know, obviously it's interesting because Paul Murdaugh was about to go on trial for the boating accident, which we'll get into, but right. I, I thought, well, maybe someone that was family members of the, the victims killed him, but I was like, well, but why would they kill Maggie? Like, it immediately did not make any sense to me. So I was suspicious of Alice. And this-
5: Right, unless they didn't know she was there and she was a witness.
4: Yeah, I mean, that was a possibility, but it just, the location of the murders and where the bodies were, it just seemed like it was someone that definitely was intimate with that location and the the property, because it's a huge property. And so then, you know, I'm thinking, okay, my top suspect would be Alex Murdaugh. Well, then you have... I don't know. I've got all the dates in my notes where someone tried to shoot him. The minute I heard that, I was like, you, sir, just overplayed your hand and you're probably going to go on trial for murder of your wife and your son, because this isn't a James Bond movie. This isn't a born identity movie. You know, you don't have people in this tiny little town just shooting an entire family up. So I no. believe he was trying to get the suspicion off of him. And so we'll dive into some of my theories if they are correct and stuff. But uh, if he
5: wouldn't have done that. He might have not gotten away with it, but it had been maybe harder to prove that he actually killed his wife and son. Yeah. But he went, he went too far, way too far.
4: He did. He went way too far. Uh, he went Hollywood and, you know, thinking, I guess this is what happens in real life um but there's a lot of criminal behavior under the surface with this guy um so i what i'll do is go through the victims first and then we'll listen to his 911 call it actually sounds very genuine uh to me but okay so margaret maggie kennedy brandstetter met alexander Murdaugh in the late 80s at the university of south carolina And she was a pretty blonde sorority girl. And then Alex was from one of the state's most powerful legal families. Uh, Alex's great-grandfather, Randolph Murdoch Sr., started the family law firm in 1910. And he served as a local prosecutor uh, 10 years later for 30 years. And then his son took uh, his place in 1940. And then Alex's father was a DA until 2005. So Alex was following, you know, the family's footsteps. He became a lawyer. He also worked at the firm. And he was also a part-time prosecutor for the 14th Judicial Circuit. So just picture small town, South Carolina, you know, very uh, tight-knit community and a huge, powerful family. Okay, so that's the scenario. Yeah, they, ran,
5: they ran the whole town practically. His brother worked at that firm too. Still
4: does, if I'm not mistaken. Uh huh. And they married, and they lived in Hampton County. So Hampton County is mostly poor, uh, but they enjoyed a lot of success. They had three properties. Uh, some blogs call them estates, and I think it fits. Um, Maggie liked fur coats when it was cold enough. She loved staying at their hunting lodge that was right outside of Hampton, uh, County and then, or Hampton. And then they enjoyed their 17 foot power b- boat. So I don't, that must be like a huge, expensive power b- boat, but, um, life was great. I mean, their sons were um, doing well. One, I think was either about to go to college or was in college, Um, Paul was a high school uh, student. But on June 7th, around 10 p.m., Alex Murdoch goes to the hunting lodge where Maggie was at, and so was Paul, and he found his uh, wife and son dead. And they were near their dog kennel. I guess they had hunting dogs as well. Paul was shot in the head with a shotgun, Maggie was shot with a semi-automatic rifle, so it's two separate weapons, Mm -hmm. and they were basically shot execution style, and uh, so when Murdaugh discovered them, he called the police, and let's see, I'm pretty sure I have, yes, so this is the 911 call, I'll go ahead and play it for you guys.
2: No, I have only Moselle Road. I need to police the circumstances immediately with my wife and child.
4: We'll do it no matter. So on the, the 911 call, um, I know our listeners were able to, to hear, but for you guys, um, so basically he you know finds his wife and he says my child, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I, some people say like if they like if a, a person that's close to the victim kills them, they won't use their first name. Oh. And he didn't. He said, my wife and my child. Um, I thought that was, like, it could go either way. I mean, he's he's not saying Maggie and Paul, which is typical of someone that just shot a loved one. But I also feel that my wife and my child is kind of an intimate term. Um, but I don't know what else he could have said. No.
5: What? Yeah. I mean, he might have been just saying that he, I mean, because they don't know who they are, Maggie and... Or so he probably, you know, your son. I could see, I would say my kid, my son,
4: mm-hmm. you know, my daughter.
5: Yeah. Because I could say, oh, Jerry shot on the ground or Lena shot on the ground, and they won't, you know, well, who no. is that?
4: Mm-hmm. You know what I
5: mean? Mm-hmm.
4: And Listen. the fact that he said, uh like, my child, I mean, it, it sounds like he's very sincere on the call. Like, when I originally heard the 911 call, um, I wasn't, like, it It sounded like he wasn't too hysterical. He wasn't, you know, not hysterical enough, which that aggravates me, actually, when people judge somebody's guilt or innocence by their reactions. I'm Uh just stating that it did sound very sincere. He also said that he had been up there and took a, a look, and it was bad. It was really bad. So, um, all right, and then the, now they're trying to get to him. So, hopefully, y'all can hear. Uh, but it would sound so. Uh, it would sound sincere
5: because he's stating facts. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I think what she's saying is like his reaction to the situation sounded sincere. Yeah.
5: Because if you kill someone and look at him, it's a sincere reaction, I would think, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. They're no. bloody. It's upsetting. Blah 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 blah
1: blah. No. No. I How thought is-
4: it, it sounded sincere until towards the end. I thought it sort of petered out a little bit. Now there's been plenty where they didn't have any emotion at all, and in fact, That's one true. guy they convicted him because he didn't have any emotion, and I I believe he's innocent. I don't believe he did it, and um, he went to jail. Uh, his wife committed suicide, and they, they said he didn't. And that's a case I'd like to do later. Uh, but let me see if y'all can hear the rest of this. Hang on.
3: Okay.
2: Are you sure they're not breathing? Is he moving now, your son? I know you said that she was shot, but what about your son? <laughs> Nobody's, they're not, neither one of them is <laughs> What is your telephone number?
3: Ma- and does anything look out of place?
2: Ma'am, I, I, not, not particularly really, no ma'am. Okay when they close ma'am? Yeah are they've been around with you ever since you've got on the phone with me. I have multiple people coming out there to you. Okay, I don't want you to touch them at all, okay. I don't, I don't know if you've already touched them but I don't, I don't want you to touch them just in case they can get any kind of evidence, okay? I, I've already touched them trying to get a, um, to see if they were breathing. Okay. Well, I I just don't want you to move anything just in case they can get any kind of evidence, okay? Ma'am, I'm going to call, I need to
3: call
2: some of my family. Okay. well, well, do me a favor for me. Whenever you see the officer or the medics, because they're they're all coming to you. Absolutely. Okay. But we have them come in. Turn on the flashes on your vehicle so they can see you. Okay. You got the flashes on for me. I do. Okay. All right. Just whenever you see them. Okay. How old is your son? Twenty-two. Okay. All right. We're we're getting
4: them out there to you. Okay. All right. Okay. So at the beginning of the call, he sounds, you know, panicked. Just found his kids. Mm -hmm. Then at the end, I need to get off the phone and call some family. I know. That's and what it I,
5: sounded like. Yeah, regular. That's why I meant
4: when I could nine one one call that it had petered out
5: at the end. Um, That's what I was talking about. But who, who, I I've seen a lot of or heard a lot of calls like that, and I have never heard one say, "I have to let you go to call my family." No, family members.
4: I never have. I've never heard that. I, I mean, like
5: a
0: lifeline too. You, you want to keep them on the phone. Like, when are they going to get here? Like,
5: you're
4: constantly.
0: Right. Well, I say you're constantly. I mean, you hear it to
5: constantly. Yeah. Everyone reacts different, but I've never heard that on a 911 call.
4: That's like saying, hey, let me go make a sandwich. I'll be right back. (laughs) Well, and the other thing that I thought was interesting is what was he doing in those long pauses? I know. Cleaning up evidence.
5: You know, he must have shot them before because they didn't even find the guns around there. So. You you'll probably get to it, but I'm curious as to how long they'd been dead by the time he made the call.
4: Yeah, it was just weird. What? Moving ahead. I know I keep moving ahead. Sorry. I know you're, <laughs> you're gonna guy, get guy, to guy, it. Guy, oh no, guy. you're it fine. Just- and actually I was trying to remember, do I have how long? Um I think if memory serves right, there might have been like an hour. Um, but I don't know. Uh an hour. Before they were called, yeah. But I'm not sure. Yeah, so, obviously, Paul was 22. I thought he was a teenager, but that must have been when he had the boat crash because he used his brother's ID to go into right. a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, now yeah, that boat crash wasn't too far ahead of this. Well, uh, yeah, because he was, what, 18 maybe or 19 when he was 18, drinking at the 19? bar? Really? Yeah, he had to be under 21. Well, yeah, he was under 21. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah.
4: Now, at first, Alex and his son Buster, they were not suspects in the murder. By the way, Buster is the only kid that's left at this point.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: The newspapers jumped on the idea that I had initially thought that Paul was the target. Uh, And it made sense, you know, as we get into the cases. But within hours the detectives and police were actually dredging the swampland that was not very far from the lodge. They also... I didn't know that. Did you? I didn't know that. Uh, they also set up a tip line, and uh, officers with the sheriff's office found several shell casings, and then they started looking for surveillance um, footage, you know, cameras from the neighboring homes and businesses, but the, the police reports didn't indicate if they found any, and then they're heavily redacted. So uh, we don't know for sure. But Paul's uncles said that he had been receiving death threats, and they said, quote, we really don't know of any enemies. Now, that statement is either absolutely false and they know it, or they are the dumbest human beings on the planet. <laughs>
5: They had to know. I mean, there's a lot of enemies.
4: Yes, that he was a
5: lawyer. He was crooked. He cheated people. His son killed a dog and killed a child. I mean,
4: yeah. I mean, the what, I don't know what you mean by his son killed a child. I mean, they were they were teenagers. Oh,
5: well, that's still a child. They're under twenty-one. I mean, to me, it's a child. You know what I mean. I mean, um, there'd be someone's child. Someone's child, yeah. you know. Well, I don't want
4: people to think that Paul killed like an infant or an adolescent. You know, the the boat crash is what you're referring to. Right.
5: Yeah.
4: Well, um, it's just crap. I mean, if you're the most powerful legal family, you're going to have enemies naturally. You're a prosecutor family. You're going to have enemies naturally. They did, mm-hmm. um, I think it was like a personal injury and loss cases you're naturally going to have enemies but paul i mean i you know speaking ill of the dead he was a poop bird and so he he had tons of enemies and uh now we've got this you know this situation i personally think that the cops suspected alex right from the start just because of their quick actions but Mm -hmm. Uh, Three months later, so on September 4th, that was June 7th, I believe, on September 4th, Alex was on the side of the road inspecting a flat tire alert in his dead wife's Mercedes when he was shot in the head.
5: Yeah, the tire must have healed itself because they didn't find anything wrong with the tire. (laughs) So the police came.
4: Now, I'm assuming, like my car, Mercedes, like if your tire goes low, it alerts you, you know, and you get to a place and you get air in it. So, he's Mm -hmm. saying that he got an alert.
5: We know that, don't we?
4: Yes. Or you do. Yes. (laughs) That's not what happened. That's why I was laughing. (laughs) Well, they actually don't go flat. The tire does not go
5: flat, Mm but you get an alert.
4: Mm Mm-hmm yeah, so I'm thinking he's saying that he got an alert. he pulls over to inspect the tire and then while he was inspecting the tire, someone shot him uh, in the head. And I don't have that 911 call. I thought I did. Um, you know, but basically he's like, hey, I've been shot in the head. Um, and I'm curious, I'm trying to remember if he said, you know that his wife and child had been, shot now he's been shot i don't know but at this point a lot of people are saying okay someone's after the Murdoch family and Mm -hmm. some wondered if the beach family was behind it because the beach family was another powerful family and um a, a, a family that the people loved and mallory is the one that died in the boat crash And, uh, but it wasn't long before all of that fell apart. I mean, the Beach family is like, we had nothing to do with this. Um, they had a civil suit and then, you know, the whole can of worms unravels. If he was... That was Mallory's parents. Right. Right? Yeah. And if he hadn't have done the side shooting, I think maybe none of this would have come out or it would have taken a lot longer. Okay, so the first thing that cops noticed is he said that he was going to Charleston, but he wasn't on the road that takes you to Charleston.
5: Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Did you? No.
4: And then his tire can go for 50 miles without a flat or on a flat. Now, I mean, Elena knows that that's not necessarily the easiest thing. Nope. Nope. Oh, it didn't? No. no. We had to go get her.
5: Yes. I knew you had to go get her, but when the car, when the tire went down, it didn't go down, did it? You could still drive it? No. It did like
0: it, it. You could not drive it. So, it's like, it's. it was just like a flat tire. that felt like it and sounded like it, oh. but it wasn't flat.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it was really hard to drive. So, finally, we're like, you know what? We'll just come get you. Right. <laughs> right.
5: You should- My car. Don't take my car again. I'm not. I haven't.
4: (laughs) The other thing that they noticed is his wound was superficial. They airlifted Mm. him from Hampton to Savannah. And by the time they got him there, the two wounds had stopped bleeding. Uh, He later admitted to calling his distant cousin, uh, Curtis Edward Smith, who, quote, met him on the side of the road and agreed to shoot him in the head. So that Buster could get the $10 million in insurance money.
5: You know, that has always puzzled me, though. Why? I mean, he's the only one left. But if he went to jail, he would get the insurance money when he died. You know what I mean? No. Why would you kill yourself unless it was guilt? I mean. Well, no. I mean.
4: I want someone to try to kill you. I'm confused by by your question so why would
5: he want to kill him and get killed to leave the inheritance anyway because he could go to jail and he could just oh die natural die natural and, get and he'd good. get it anyway ah. i mean they had money in the bank they had you know what i mean well it, it
1: could
4: be another 60 years drank. before he dies
5: well i don't know if he's in jail he might not take 60 years
4: well, he said people that people hated him. Yeah. He said that um he thought that I mean. the insurance wouldn't pay out if uh he had committed suicide. And mm-hmm. but so his lawyer said this was an attempt on his part to do something to protect his child and um that he didn't want a fake crime to distract them from investigating the death of Maggie and, and Paul. And so that was the official statement from his lawyer. But I don't believe this for a minute. I do not no. think that he did that to get insurance money paid out to Buster. I no. think that he did it to get the heat off of himself. Yeah.
5: I agree with that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Murdoch and Smith, they were indicted for conspiracy and felony insurance fraud. The conspiracy charge could be up to five years in prison. It had a fine of $5,000. The fraud charge carries a sentence of about 10 years. But Murdoch also had, or Murdoch, I know they call him Murdoch. I think it's stupid. I guess I should start calling him by his name. Murdoch. Had additional (laughs)
5: charges. Do you want to change his name
4: to Murdoch? I mean, why do you want to change
3: it? It's not spelled correctly. What is his name?
4: Murdoch. It's Murdoch. Murdoch. But when you look at it, it's Murdoch.
5: D-A-U-G-H is Doc. Dog. Murdoch.
4: Well, I like that better. Murdoch. That's That's a good one. He is
5: a murder dog.
0: dog.
4: Oh, there you go. There you go.
5: (laughs) So they,
2: you know, I read
4: an article, people happy
5: about that, that the cousin, the reason he shot him where he was, because he was scared and he backed out, but he wanted to shoot him because he was sort of egging him on to do it.
4: Mm -hmm. I read
5: that in the article. I don't know if it's true or not, but
4: well, I think his cousin's a poop bird too. And he's going to spin any story he can to lessen his involvement. Um, Yeah.
5: But if Gun was right to his head. I sort of believe it because it would have went to his head. I don't head. because
4: Murdock would have or Murdock would have um, flinched.
5: <laughs> Murdered Doc.
4: Would you know what said. I mean? He might have flinched. I mean, if you're standing there, someone's about to shoot you in the back of the head, you're probably gonna react. Like,
5: well, you flinch like that, but if it hadn't been shot yet, you don't go. No, you're like. Have you ever had that, that
0: situation before? You're like, yes. that, it's a
5: big head. How can you miss?
4: Well, headshots are the most difficult. <laughs> he had a huge head. <laughs> well, I, mean, I wouldn't have missed. Okay. I wouldn't have missed. Well, no. So Murdoch got uh, additional charges of filing a <laughs> false police report, and then Smith got one for pointing and presenting a firearm assisted suicide, aggravated assault and battery. Now, he admitted his involvement on um, an interview that he did. He said that on September 4th, 2021, Alex asked him to meet up on a rural road in Hampton. He claimed that when he got there, Alex was holding a gun. And Alex said, you going to shoot me? And I said, no. And then um, Smith said that he said, well, you've got to do it. And he made a move like this, and I grabbed his arm. I shoved the gun up behind him, between me and him, and it went off. Smith then said he yeah. was a thousand percent sure that the bullet did not hit either of them, which is dumb because obviously it did hit uh, Murdoch. So in response to Smith's claims, Alex, Murdoch. Alex released <laughs> medical records to show that he was in fact shot in the back of a head, But it was peripheral, so it barely touched him. And then at a head-to-toe examination at the Memorial Health in Savannah, Georgia, where they airlifted him, uh, at 534, he was admitted to the ICU, obviously, because of trauma. And it, quote, revealed two superficial-appearing bullet wounds to the posterior scalp with no active hemorrhage. So... You could Like, if you look at them in court later, you couldn't even see the wounds. No. And, by the way, a gun doesn't just go
5: off. People say that, but it doesn't just go off. Mm. They say there has to be so many pounds pulling a trigger. Oh, yeah. Uh, It just doesn't just go off.
4: Well, sometimes if you have a a hair trigger, I mean, it actually doesn't take that much pressure. (laughs) You know, especially if you're fighting over the weapon. No, what true. I what I think happened is either Murdoch or Murdoch um, yeah. flinched or uh Smith couldn't do it. And so he Well just, Smith said in that article I read he couldn't do it. Well, I don't believe a didn't. word that Smith says. No. You know, but what I, mean? I
5: think that's more plausible than flinching so much your head would move off when you have a big target there, I believe.
4: Well, I his, believe his head's not the he, size of Texas.
5: It's the size of a, it's the size of a watermelon.
4: Okay, I'm going to bring up his picture because you're being ridiculous. Okay, look at that. But he's a tall man. Like that's not a huge head. I don't know. It's I mean, big it's, enough where you could shoot it. It's big, it, but I
0: wouldn't say it's as big as a melon, Mom. That's yeah, it's head. in the
4: back, and he's a very tall man. Um, let's see. I think Ooh. I found some pictures. But
5: supposedly he was on the ground.
4: Of him with um, his know, family. It makes
5: it a lower <laughs> shot. I just don't believe he couldn't have shot him in the head if he wanted to.
4: I mean, look how mm-hmm. tall he Even is.
5: Unless you're convulsing, that kind of flinch. I mean, he's a big what man. What is happening? Can, can you see the screen? Do you he see the picture?
1: Person.
5: But he was on his knees when he was shot. Yes. Sure, it doesn't can. matter.
4: I beg to do Yeah.
0: All how- right. Noted. Noted.
4: Yes. How do you know he was sure. on his knees? Because it said
5: it was on his knees in the reports. That he was on his knees pretending to check a tire
4: his tire. Oh, that he was bent over.
5: Uh-huh. Bent over on his Which knees. Which makes yeah. sense if he were that tall.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Because if he's that tall,
5: you know, he'd have to get a step stool. What? Another well, guy was shorter. Yeah. Out. Of...
0: To shoot him. I was like, to look at his tire? You gotta get on his step stool. No, to shoot
5: him in the head. <laughs> so he was bent over or bent down. I did read that. Mm
4: -hmm. well it's a fact no it's not it is not a fact because they're telling us that
5: well I'm just telling you what
4: I read but the two criminals are telling us the details you can't believe criminals for all we know so so he's saying that he was standing up when he shot him no what I'm saying is we can't know the facts based solely on the criminals statements
5: you know what I mean I don't know if it is a criminal statement. It was just an article I read that they found. um, It was an accident when he shot him and he was bent over or on his knees. I can't remember. But what what. I'm
4: saying is that Murdoch said he was bent over checking the tire when he was shot. That's from the criminal. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, but I would think the evidence they find would determine that. Well, that's what I'm wondering.
4: So I'm wondering if they have any evidence that shows a trajectory and how he was shot. So I'm curious about that because you've got Smith saying they were fighting over the gun and it went up behind him and shot him in the head, which I think is ridiculous. And then you have right. uh Fathead according to you saying that he was bent down, right? And checking a tire. Uh, so I I'm curious what was the trajectory? Was it down um or was it a different scenario? And I don't know. But I just know I'm not going to believe the criminals. Right. Each one. criminals. Yeah. Okay. E- each one's going to give their own stuff. But if anybody knows, I would be curious. Um, because that will tell us a lot. Because if Fathead was bent over checking the tire when Poop Bird went to shoot him, then that would tell me. That Poop Bird chickened out. Makes sense? Why would that be chickened out? Because if you're bent over waiting to get shot in the back of the head and Poop Bird is above you, it's a pretty straight shot. Yeah. And according yes, to boy. mom, his head is the size of a tire. So there's no way he could have missed it. No, the criminal
5: poop hit poop bird said that he was scared. That might've been an interview I saw in 48, but he didn't want to do it. And he felt pressured into doing it. So he did not shoot him directly in the head.
4: Well, I just read quoting him. I shoved the gun up behind him between me and him. And it went off. And he was a thousand percent sure that the bullet did not hit either of them. That was from his mouth.
5: Well, he said other
4: things also. Right. And so did Murdoch or Murdoch. Yeah. Let's call him Fathead. I like that. So Fathead has had several. That might be offensive to somebody. They oh, don't well. listen. <laughs> yeah. We call names here. Right. If that offends right. you, you probably should oh. not be listening to the true crime podcast genre. Right. 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 Now, okay. So the day before this insurance fraud shooting, Fathead was fired from the family law firm. And they discovered that he had stolen millions of dollars from his clients. And now because of that development, it did make me wonder if maybe he did want to commit suicide because everything was unraveling, you know, I mean, it was all just blowing up in his face. Um, You know, so I... He stole from poor clients. He
5: did. Uneducated clients.
4: He did. Well,
5: I a lot of them for millions
0: of dollars. It was millions. millions.
4: And we'll dive into that. Um, But I go back and forth. I'm like, well, I could see someone like him wanting to commit suicide because everything's ruined. I can also see him um, trying to get the attention off himself. So I can see both. But But as a
5: lawyer and a narcissist and you know, he probably thought, you know, they always think they're smarter than the police. And he was a lawyer and thought, you know, he's smarter. It all will pan out, his little plan.
4: Yeah.
5: Maybe. agree with you. Had he not hired his cousin to do that, he it might have took him a lot longer to find a case or build a case against him. Yeah. But he had to go and do one more thing.
4: Yep. On then it's He uh, turned himself in September 16th. So that was 12 days later. He admitted that the shooting was an insurance fraud scheme. He sat in the Hampton County Courthouse, weeping behind his face mask, handcuffed and in his jail jumpsuit. He was released without needing to pay any bail, and he went back to rehab in Florida. So what happened is after the law firm found out he had been stealing millions of dollars from clients. They also discovered he had a prescription drug addiction, Oxy to be exact. So he, after he was fake shot, he went into rehab in Florida and they're like, Nope, you need to come back to South Carolina and answer for this crime. They told the lawyers, yeah. And if you don't, we're going to come get you. So he left the rehab. He went to appear in court, admitted to his guilt, and then he was released to go back to uh, rehab.
5: What's amazing is he didn't get, I mean, he, he didn't, no bail,
4: nothing. They just released him. Right. Well, I mean, it's an insurance fraud case. So at this time, they're not charging him with the, you know, murders of his wife and child. They're just like, it's an insurance no. fraud.
5: But he would be a flight risk because of other circumstances, I think they would argue.
4: But I'm wondering if um
0: if there's certain um uh, charges that wouldn't have Bill. Right. I mean obviously. Oh.
5: No? I don't know.
4: No, I think they probably, well, he wasn't um I-, I think they didn't think that he was a killer. And he was also, don't forget, he'd been a prosecutor. His family was powerful. Uh, They may have taken his passport away. I don't know.
5: Uh, Yeah, I was just going to say they may have taken his passport. Yeah. But they
4: obviously didn't think that he was a danger to anybody. And so they let Mm -hmm. him go back to rehab. He said that his addiction was the main reason for the embezzling, which that's a huge addiction if you're making millions. Um. His license was suspended indefinitely, and his law firm, his brothers in the firm, filed a lawsuit over the money.
5: You know, it's interesting, though. I'm surprised that law firm has lasted as long as it has because the Murdoch name is ruined. No matter, you know, no matter what and who works at that firm. I mean, would you go to a firm where there's still a Murdoch there? I mean, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't. I, but I think now, I think
0: um, our era, culture, et cetera, I don't know that it's much of an
4: impact no. as it
0: would have been even 10, 20 years ago. I don't know that people care, no, unfortunately. True. I that's
4: agree. True. Yeah. I mean, personally, I wouldn't. I would be very suspicious of everybody that's there. Um, I would. But it may also be the only one in the area.
5: And I'm also surprised they the other Murdoch stayed. Yeah, I was surprised at that.
4: I'm not. It's their firm. You're not. Mm-mm. No. Plus, they did the right thing by suing him. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a twist. We're gonna take a break from Fathead, and we're gonna go to the housekeeper because oh, yeah. we've got this. Yeah. You don't
5: know this case? No, no, no. Oh, you don't?
4: No. Oh, okay, continue. So we have this whole, like, bundled up ball of yarn that just began to unravel. Now, let me show you a picture of the housekeeper. Um, this is Gloria Satterfield, age 20, uh, 57, almost said 27. So age 57. And she was a nanny and a housekeeper for over 20 years. And she helped, I mean, practically raise uh, Paul and um, his brother, Buster, which I don't think I have a a picture of uh, him. Um, But, oh, and by the way, that's Maggie, the mom, and she's wearing her fur coat. But um, Gloria was found on February 2018. Um, She uh, was outside on the porch area at the Moselle Estate, which is the same place that Maggie and Paul were found dead years later. And she had blood all around. It was like pulling around her head, and she was unresponsive. So Maggie called uh, 911. So let's see here. I'm pretty sure. I have the uh, footage here. Um, oops. Sorry about that. Let's see. Okay, here it is. Tell me what you think. And if you can't hear it, um, let me know. I should,
3: should be okay. I'm 4147 Moodville Road. Hey, can you give me the address for my time try to write? Yes, 4147 Bozell Road. Okay, what's going on out there? I'm sorry? What's going on out there? Mm-hmm. Uh, My housekeeper has fallen and her head is bleeding. I cannot get her up. Okay, and you said she's fallen she's bleeding from the head? Yes. Okay. How old is she? I'm not sure, like 58 maybe. Do you know if she fell from standing or not? No. Where'd she fall from? Mm-hmm. Uh, she, fell, uh, she fell going up the steps, up the brick steps. Okay, so is she outside or inside? Outside. Okay. How many steps is there? Uh, eight. Okay, is she on the ground or is she up near the top? She's on the ground. She's on the ground. She's on the ground. Is she conscious? Uh, no, not really. Is she awake at all? Yes. Okay. Is she just not, like, responding appropriately, but she is awake? <laughs> man, she's not, no, she's not responding. Okay, I just, I, I've already got them on the way, me asking questions. It does not slow them down, ma'am. Knowing if she's conscious is one of the things that the medic needs to know if she's responding no, no. at all to you. No. Okay, so she's not responsive at all. Well, I mean, she's mumbling. Okay, so she is somewhat conscious. Um, is she breathing okay? Yes. Yeah. Is she bleeding from anywhere? Yes, yeah, her head. Hey, okay, are you guys able to control the bleeding? No. Can you I put a clean try. rag or anything on it? Yeah, I got it. Okay, is she, she bleeding, bleeding from, from like her face? The back of the head? Sir, my the name what? Where exactly is she bleeding from our head? I'm not sure, the top of her head. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what happened? She just fell back down. Can I get off the phone so I can go down there? Can I have your name and phone number? Or are you able to Sorry. bring the phone down by her? What? Or are you on a cell phone where you can walk down there I'm on and call? Cell phone. No. Okay. Can you bring it with you so we can ask her some questions about what kind of pain she's having? What kind of pain she's having? Ma'am, no, she can't talk. Okay. Do you know... She's uh, cracked her head and there's blood on the cartoon and she's bleeding out of her left ear. Okay. She's bleeding
2: out
3: of her ear? And out of her head. She's cracked her skull. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. The other lady said she had tried to stand up and fell down again? No. she. I was holding her up. Okay. She's told mm-hmm. to turn her loose and she was trying to use her own, but then she fell back over. Okay. Do you guys know who she is? Yes, yeah, she works for us. Okay. Do you know if she's ever had a stroke or anything before? Ma'am, can you stop asking her questions? As I already have, have them on the her. way. I already have them on the way. Me asking questions does not slow them down in any way. These are relevant questions that i have to ask for the ambulance. One of my questions is, has she ever had a stroke? I don't believe she's ever had a stroke now that I know Okay. That. Okay, is she able to talk to you that at all or is she unconscious? She's not unconscious, she's just mumbling. Okay. I believe she's maybe hit her head in hat maybe on a concussion or something. Okay. Do you know what her name is? Gloria Sanderfield. You said Sanderfield? Ma'am? You said Sanderfield? Sanderfield. Sanderfield. Okay, what's the house look like out there? It's... It's a, um... It's all set off the road. Okay. It's a big house, got a long driveway. With a long um, driveway? Yeah. Um, is there a gate or anything down there that they're going to need to come through? they, it, they brick columns that have to come through. Okay, but there's no light gate code or anything that they need? No, ma'am. And tell okay. them that they can look for a fellow on a six by six Ranger. Okay. Waiting on them in the road is green. You know what's this? They probably know what her age looks like. Yes, yeah, you said, like, so done on a black, done on a black sweater, okay. a hat, and pants. Okay. Alright, All right. um, if, if something changes with her, if she loses consciousness or anything like that, I need one of you guys to call me back right away, okay? Okay, well, how about, how long is it going to take? Cause this that I don't know. Back I, I've had them on the way since, she, since Maggie first called me, they were told right away. Okay. All right, but I think they're coming... Oh, hang on one minute. Let me check. They're coming from somewhere on Belt Highway in Ruffin, okay? That's where their station is. Thank you. All right, but like I said, it's up to changes. Call me back. Okay. 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 okay Was so... there two
4: people?
2: Oh,
3: calls? hang on.
4: Oh my goodness, I don't know what's playing. <laughs> what is happening? Okay, very good. Okay, what'd you say?
5: Was there two people on the call at the end?
4: Yes. Uh, so okay. first it was Maggie. And like then she was ordering bread or dinner or something. And Paul then is a cucumber. And then Paul.
0: Okay. Oh okay. So yeah, it sounded like she was just calling in a a, a drunk driver or something, just going down the road. But towards the end, he had asked, How long is this gonna take? Because we're and she cut him off. It's like what? Because we've gotta go, we've got a date. What's happening?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, crazy. For me, both of them sound um, like they really could care less and this is inconvenient. Yep. Can you stop asking your questions now? I will say I did hear some stress in Maggie's voice actually. Um, you, you did? Can, yeah. You can hear the undertone of it. Um, so I do think she was um, stressed, but I don't know if it was at the idea of their, you know, housekeeper Gloria being hurt The whole situation would just cause stress if she really cared. What I could find, people really liked Maggie, and they said that she was a really neat lady. So I don't, I mean, asking all those questions and people getting frustrated actually is very common uh, because they're scared and they're stressed and they're asking all these questions. And they're like, can you stop asking questions and get here? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it was a family
5: member supposedly? They cared about her that much. I read that, mm-hmm. but yet she didn't. She had her over twenty years. They asked her date of birth. I
4: don't know. That stood out to me too. That she didn't know her age. Um yeah. I just think and she, she was standing was- far away. They
5: had to ask her to come up there with a cell phone to see where the injury. And-
0: I I I don't fault her for that.
4: You don't. Mm -mm. I would be there. I wouldn't want to be, but I'd have to figure out how I could help. Not just stand off and watch someone bleed out in their head. I I wouldn't be able to do that.
5: And the fact that I don't think they were that worried. They had some place to go. I
4: mean. And his tone, ma'am, can you stop asking all these questions? Yeah, but that kid's. That kid had issues
5: like crazy. Oh yeah, and I mean, we'll get
4: into those. me, yeah. But here's what's interesting. Cold, cold, cold. Mm-hmm. Alex later said that she tripped over the dogs, but there were no dogs barking in the background. Now I want to go back to the nine-one-one call that Alex made when he found Maggie and Paul. Y'all heard the dogs barking, right? Yeah, no.
5: but yeah, but they were in kennels.
4: Well, I know, but there's obviously an issue and they're barking. Uh That's what dogs do. They do. Mm -hmm. So there were no dogs barking at all. Um, And then, you know, like you said, the dogs had a kennel. So were they out? Were they not out? I mean, where are the dogs? And um, so we don't have them in the commotion. But also Maggie didn't ever mention any dogs.
5: No, she didn't mention
4: dogs. We didn't hear the dogs. Mm -mm. Yeah, she didn't say that the dogs were out or that she tripped on the dogs. So Alex said that later. I don't know if he made that up or if Paul or Maggie told him it it was the dogs. But you would just think that would come out.
5: Didn't Maggie at first say that she tripped? on the stairs yeah is she's what i heard she, from her, yeah, that she, she found tripped on the stairs she didn't say anything about dogs right Ooh, something she didn't know her
0: age didn't know her date of birth but she without hesitation knew how many steps there were on that <laughs> how many steps there were
4: that's interesting oh. yeah there was yeah, no I, hesitation at all she literally was like eight yeah. i was like i'd have to count good i mean if it's over three yeah. like hang on i guess you're bored waiting and
5: you're just counting them while you're talking to the
0: and then they were I mean, asking and she goes it's a big house like she emphasized, yeah, well that big. was tall
4: was,
0: oh he yeah. gave more emphasis on big than any, any other words that came out of his mouth about someone bleeding and
4: describe describing his ranger And as far as his voice, I didn't detect any stress whatsoever. I Uh, did um, hear some irritation, obviously. Now, Gloria, like you heard, it was probably awful for her. She was trying to stand up and she's mumbling. So obviously she has an incredible head injury. Uh, She was in the ICU for three three weeks. She never recovered. She was never able to say what happened to her and she died of a subdural hematoma, and she had broken ribs, her death certificate listed her cause of death as natural, which is BS. Because even if it wasn't foul play, why wouldn't you put accidental? Right.
0: Oh, was there a life insurance Well. No natural accidental, yeah.
4: But why would they kill her? Death? Well, I have a couple that. things now. I'm gonna have to deviate from us being a true crime, and I'm, we're gonna go into some of the rumors. So I just want to verify okay. and clarify that these are right. rumors, but this is from one of her good friends, Ma- uh, Gloria's really good friend. They've been friends for decades. Uh, she said that Maggie discovered Paul's drugs. And threatened to tell on him, and that he might have acted in rage and pushed her. So he may not have meant to kill her, but, and he had an anger problem big time, which we'll get into. But is her
5: best friend the one that was a maid next door? I don't know. Because I saw that interview.
4: I don't know of any friend that's a maid next door, but it might have been. But, um, and, and then, the other rumor is, and I think this was, I think it was the same friend that Gloria told her that Paul actually liked killing small animals like liz- lizards, mm-hmm. frogs, and squirrels. So, I would, believe it. right? But I mean, I don't, he might have feared getting in trouble for drugs because I doubt he knew his dad was on them. Um, but he might have. But the rage, I, like, I'm not sure if he would be worried about being told on as much as you're not going to do anything like that, you know, because he's like a, what's the word, like a power control person.
5: And even if he would have been told on, I don't know if his parents would have even cared or repercussions for, you know, Mm -hmm. because of what happened before all this, there was no repercussions. They were still protecting him. So I don't, I don't think they would care if he's on drugs or not. Yeah. You know where it'd be, where he'd get in trouble.
4: You Maybe. I mean? I mean, the mom might have tried to do something, but I agree. I think if anything, um, it ticked him off that she was threatening him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cause that he, seems more likely. Yeah, and he has like this big guy complex, you know, that he's the badass in town. How mm-hmm. old was he? Gosh, let's see. When she was killed... um, That was 2018 and he was killed at the age of 22 in 2021. So he's about 18 or 19. And you know, again,
5: that may not have even came out either. If uh, his dad wouldn't have staged that shooting, you know what I mean?
4: Yes, it 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 did. It it would have been left alone. And there are so many murders around this family or deaths, I should say. Mm -hmm. Now, at the funeral, Fathead introduced her two that's, adult that's, sons.
5: That's the father of um, Alex Murdoch, his Fathead?
4: <laughs> yes. So he introduced her two adult sons to a lawyer that said that he would take care of them. And he encouraged them to sue him or his insurance company, yep. which is weird.
5: The maid's sons. He encouraged the maid's sons to do that. Yeah.
4: So basically, he introduces the two sons to a lawyer friend, and then he tells the two sons, now you guys need to sue me, my insurance company, so that y'all can get some, you know, payment for the loss of your mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably should have been a red flag. Um, They did. Uh- it might not have been
5: because she worked for the family 20 years or more. That's true. And kids knew the family a little bit, and they trusted them.
4: Yeah, they seemed a little
5: naive. Yeah, they do seem very naive, and you wouldn't think, oh, my gosh, maybe he does feel bad. My mother died at his house. He's trying to help us, not charging us, blah, blah, blah. So I could see where they would believe
4: that. Okay. Um, well, and they did. They used that lawyer and they sued them, but they never got any of the money and they didn't know what happened to the lawsuit until the investigation into Maggie and Paul's death when an mm-hmm. investigative reporter discovered the settlement and mm-hmm. wrote a story about it. So, that lawyer settled with uh Fatheads Insurance oh. Company and they never got the money, and the boys learned about it. That and what, makes
2: sense. Yeah, and
5: what's interesting, the bank manager was also a college friend of Murdoch's. So there was three, the bank manager, his lawyer friend, and Murdoch.
4: And that's what happens in small towns like that. I mean, it happens in large towns, too. But in small towns, it is, I mean, like just a, a web of people. Mm-hmm you know, with backroom deals. Now... Because people
5: think people in small towns aren't real bright. You know, and that the police are not bright.
4: Wait, okay, so you cut out. So you're, you did not just say that people that live in small towns are not bright. You said that they... Oh, I said, people
5: tend to think people in small towns don't have good uh, police forces or you know, people, you know what I mean? That they're just slow, lazy.
4: Yeah, I just wanted to make sure because you cut out, and I didn't I want didn't our say
5: dumb. i saying. I didn't want our for listeners
4: to think that you were saying people that live in a small, small town are dumb. So I figured that's what you said. Oh, I just wanted to get on the record.
5: Dumb. Right. Yeah. That, thank you for that.
4: Because you with, know, I
5: thought it may not have been the kids' case. It might have been the cases that he was caught doing that with. But I thought the kids that he gave
4: them enough money to pacify them. Did he Mm-mm. not? No, they didn't get a single dime. Okay, And okay. and um, so just for our listeners, we're doing this by Zoom. And so it, it'll tend to cut out if there's any talking over. And it's hard to know because we have a little bit of glitchy uh, going on. So um, just know that if anything sounds weird, um, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. In a recent lawsuit filed on their behalf, the son says, sons said that they didn't know that the lawyer, whose name is Corey Fleming, was a close friend of Murdaugh's for 30 years, or they didn't know that they had reached a 4.3 million dollar settlement. 2.8 was supposed to be paid to the sons after lawyers' fees, but they never got any of the money. Instead. The money was deposited into a personal account named Forge. And that's important. Remember that name. Because there is a, a Forge consulting firm that's a settlement firm that gives out money over time to various people um, that are getting a lump sum. So it's it's a way to steward the money well. So instead of you getting the full $2.8 million they just give it to you in smaller amounts. That way, you know, you don't spend it all at once. Well... If I remember
5: correctly, that company, there actually was a legitimate company named that.
4: Well, that's what I just said. The Forge Consulting Firm.
5: I, th- I thought you were talking about him, the way they named it Murdoch.
4: No, no. Their no the company, the, yeah. Yeah, the Forge Consulting Firm is a settlement firm that does the smaller payments. And so when Murdoch... Uh, Opened an account and named it Forge. The insurance mm-hmm. companies thought they were putting money yep. into that settlement firm, and it was actually Fathead's personal account.
3: Yep. Yeah.
4: So then, that little discovery by an investigative reporter, an actual reporter that does her job versus fake news. Oops, I just unplugged my computer. Um, wondered if there was more. So what I want to do is finish part one with this little tidbit. They discovered a state trooper named Tommy Moore, and he had hired the Murdoch, uh, well, I think it was Alex specifically, but the firm, to represent him in a workman's comp case. He was hurt on the job when he was parked on the side of the road, and it was during a snowstorm, and they called it uh, Snowmageddon. I don't know if y'all remember that. It was January fourth, two 2018. So he's, yeah, so he's parked in his car on the side of the road. The roads were icy, so another car slammed into the back of him. So you can imagine he's sitting still. They're going however fast they hit him. He said instantly he had excruciating pain. He had a ringing sound in his uh, his head, and... um Uh, He went to a workman comp doctor. They said that his neck was sprained, which is aggravating because it seems like workman comp doctors are actually paid to not give you an accurate diagnosis so that you don't get workman's comp. And that's what happened. Like, the guy didn't get paid. And I've had that happen to a friend of mine here. Um, It happened to Mike. They were trying to say Anyway, I don't know what the heck is going on. But the, they, the insurance tells you what doctor to go to. And you go to that doctor and they minimize what's happened to you. And it seems to happen quite a bit. So the pain, it never went away. And so he went to a second doctor and he learned that his neck was actually fractured and that he needed immediate surgery. But Workman's Comp refused to pay because they had the previous doctor. And it wasn't the doctor that the company, the state, Police wanted him to go to. Well,
5: can I just say something as a tip for people? mm -hmm. So, if you get in an accident or a tire somewhere and there's nothing around, even if there's stuff around, you can call the police. And typically, more times than not, they will come out and park behind you to Mm -hmm. keep you safe with their lights. I've done it three times. That's a good idea. Brad's the one that told me it's just a tip. It reminded me when you said he was out there by himself and got rear-ended. Well, the only problem is he was the
4: cop. <laughs> huh? I mean, he was the cop. He was the state trooper on the side of the road, and he got hit. Oh. So, it's a good tip. I missed that. Yeah, it's a good so, tip, but yeah. he
5: he was the cop. <laughs> he got hit. They call another
4: cop to put any of his lights on. Anyway, that's just a tip. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Now, uh, Murdoch assured him everything was going to be taken care of. So he went ahead and had the surgery before any settlement. It cost over $250,000. And he did have $100,000 he got from his insurance, his own health insurance. But Murdoch told him to give him the check to put into an account until all litigation was settled. So not only did he not get any money for the surgery, but the money that he did get from the surgery, he never saw again once Murdoch took the money. And so the bills piled up, and then he didn't find out until after the murders what happened to his money, because the law firm called him, and they let him know that they would fix it. So I guess at this point, in all of this tangled mess, the law firm realized Murdaugh had been embezzling money and they discovered that he was one of the victims and they said that they were going to take care of things. Now, I don't know if they did, but that was the latest.
5: Well, I imagine they did because that's open for a lawsuit, the whole firm.
4: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. With
5: everything, so many that happened after, you know, he did so many that 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 would have probably wiped that firm out. Well, and it was not the first. Those weren't the only ones. Right. You know.
4: So. And, and this then caused the police mm-hmm. in October to go down to the rehab and arrest him for financial crimes. So he's been in jail ever since. Then in July of 2022, Murdaugh and Smith were both indicted. So now they have new charges. Remember Smith is the poop bird that shot Fathead on yeah. conspiracy charges for years of money laundering related to distributing oxycodone. Codone. So just in case wow. anybody's, you know, lost, we have, yeah, I do have a recap
5: here.
4: <laughs> we have the murder of his wife and child. We have the murder, I believe, of Gloria Satterfield. Yep. We have the boys of Gloria suing, using a friend lawyer of Fathead, And they never saw that money. We now have the law firm figuring out, okay, he's been embezzling money for years. They are suing him. They alert the authorities. Then the police are notified, obviously, of several of these cases. So they arrest um, Murdoch for financial crimes. Then they discover after that that Murdoch... And I've used so many names for him. People are going to be like, who are we talking about? But anyway, so they then arrest him and Smith because they were running an oxycodone distribution uh, syndicate.
5: Yeah. And they, you know, like you said, they arrested his lawyer friend. And they eventually left, arrested his banker friend.
4: Yes. Because he was
5: one who was cashing the checks.
4: So the millions of dollars that he embezzled from the law firm were tied to the oxycodone codone, um, dr- distribution. But this is just the tip of the iceberg, guys. This isn't even all of it. Okay.
3: Mm.
4: So the police are now looking into Satterfield's <clears throat> cause of death. And the family thought... You know, like I said, that she had tripped over the dogs and fallen down the front steps, but the local coroner was not notified of her death and no autopsy was even done. Mm-mm. So the death certificate listed well, her death as natural, which is legally at odds with an accidental fall. So the police are going to exhume her body.
5: Well, that's good. I was going to say because they had no reason to doubt the situation at the time.
4: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what I want to do is this is part one. We're only going to have two parts to this. We'll finish it up. Uh, but, um, we're already an hour in. So I want to go ahead and and stop this one. And, um, and then we'll dive into the, the rest. Be
5: smart, be rude, and don't be a victim.
4: Outline of a Murder is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?